I love all things skin and rejuvenation. I love to help the client figure out what to do at home and also what to do in clinic. I also love to teach the fellow aesthetic doctor, aesthetic nurse, and med spa owner how to do what I do as well. If you are an aesthetic practitioner, clinic owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com where I have a free training, register for it, and you can also hop on a call with myself and a colleague and we can help support you in your quest to supporting others achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes. Again, if you are an aesthetic practitioner or med spa owner, head on over to buildingyourbeautybrand.com and I look forward to guiding you in helping you achieve and receive powerful rejuvenation outcomes for your patients in your clinic. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactivation podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. In today's episode, we are going to discuss neurohacking our skin and slowing our aging process. I am very interested in all of the different ways that we can support our skin and support our body, mind, spirit, and energy to allow us to live our most high vibe and radiant lives possible so that we not only have optimized interactions with ourselves, but also with people, places, and things around us. And also just a little bit of a safety PSA here. I warmly encourage you to consume the content here on the Rachel Varga podcast by downloading the episode on your favorite podcast app, save, download, listen on airplane mode, and don't be using those Bluetooth headsets. And let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. We have Dr. Gregory Kelly here. He is a naturopathic physician. He's the director of product development at Neurohacker Collective, otherwise known as neurohacker.com, and the author of the book Shapeshift. He was the editor of the journal of Alternative Medicine Review and has been an instructor at the University of Bridgeport in the College of Naturopathic Medicine, where he taught classes in advanced clinical nutrition, counseling skills, and doctor-patient relationships. Dr. Kelly has published numerous articles on various aspects of natural medicine and nutrition, contributed three chapters to the textbook of natural medicine, and has more than 30 journal articles indexed on PubMed. Well, I have some catching up to do. I'm at a mere five, so 30. This is wonderful. His areas of special interest and expertise include nootropics, anti-aging and regenerative medicine, weight management, and the chronobiology of performance and health. And many of you know, I am very interested in how we can slow our aging on a cellular level, how we can get our body, mind, spirit, and energy functioning in a way that our body just knows exactly what to do with oxidative stressors that we experience in our environments that can sometimes be out of our control. Welcome, Gregory Kelly. It is wonderful to have you on the show here today. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for having me today. 
It's great to nerd out a little bit with a fellow academic researcher, scholar, and I might actually want to connect with you off air to um, maybe discuss through some of your connections, a contributing article, because I love talking about how we can utilize functional aspects to get measurable improvements in our slowing aging process, which I know you all know all about and just uh, published in a UK journal. And a lot of journals are really hungry for this kind of content, how we can look good and how we can feel good as well. So tell me a little bit about your background, what you, what got you interested in working with the brand Qualia. We're going to talk about some of the products that you think are excellent for helping to support brain health, for supporting skin and slowing aging. But tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, well, in the 1980s, I, I um, had a Navy ROTC scholarship. But bottom line is after college, the Navy was gracious enough to pay for my education. So I went in and served in the U.S. Navy, which got me out to um, initially San Diego and then on to Hawaii. And at that point in my life, I was really interested in, like, frankly, trying to look better. I was one of those really wiry kids that struggled to gain weight. And, you know, it was a couple of officers I met that were into, like, gym rats, right, lifting weights and things. And so at that point, part of what they said is, oh, you got to eat better. Because I think until that point in my life, if someone had put food in front of me, I just ate it. I hadn't really ever given any thought to, you know, is one thing healthy or another. So in, I guess, long story short, I became that weird officer that, you know, like cared about what he ate, exercised a lot, you know, tried to do healthy things in the background of a pretty stressful and unhealthy environment being on ships. And after that, um, really my you know emphasis was to learn more about health and along similar to your journey and stumbled a across naturopathic medicine in Hawaii in the early 90s and thought like, wow, these people are doing a lot of the things I care about learning more about. Let me join that, join that tribe. And so I went to naturopathic school, graduated in 96, and then since then have you know, either worked for supplement companies, worked in corporate wellness, seen patients, taught, you know, a lot of varied experiences. But I think maybe I guess one of the things I experienced in both teaching naturopathic students and in going through naturopathic school is a lot of the students had had some health challenge and someone coached them, like in a sense, helped fix them. Where for me, that wasn't the case. My interest was much more driven by, you know, what does health look like? What's high performance? How do we measure it? How do we achieve it? So that's still my focus to this day is much more on the flip side of the coin rather than, you know, trying to um, figure out what's driving disease and manage it. It's how do we create better health and what does better health look like? And then, you know, that's really been my passion and continues to be. And it's what um, intrigued me about the Neurohacker Collective brand. It's, it's a high performance brand um, would be their, their niche, right? That um, you know, drives our product development. It drives our podcast. It's why we interact with you know, the great biohackers like you and Dave and the other ones. Wonderful. Well, I have some wonderful questions to ask you that is actually going to pull a little bit 
development from your clinical experience and also where you are now in uh, sort of like your advisory type of research level. Because uh, it's really cool when you go from clinician to more of that teacher. I'm I'm sort of like that too, uh, where I am in my uh, professional practice too. And what you spoke to of what does health look like? I would love to ask you that. I love asking guests here on the show. What are your most vibrant clients doing? Say, for example, you think back to your clinical practice when you're working with patients, but also in your interactions, having a show and being on many types of shows, what are the lifestyles and habits of high vibe and radiant humans that you see in your daily living and also in your past clinical practice? Sure. So there's, um, we often describe ourselves as a complex science um, based company and that you use the term chronobiology or read the term chronobiology <clears throat> from my bio, but both, uh, like I think our models or framework for how we think about things determines what makes sense to us. And so a lot of, you know, traditional medicine and even studies are, would be of a reductionist model. So think of, um, you know, Newtonian physics, the idea, you know, like you can perfectly measure things, you, you know, hit a cue ball on a table, it's going to move in a straight line. Right? So that's, that idea would be reductionism. Complexity science, think the original Jurassic Park from 20 years ago with the Dr. Malcolm, who um, um, Jeff Goldblum played that character, right? He was a chaos mathematician. And his whole thing is like, you people are crazy. Like these dinosaurs are going to do things that we just simply can't predict. Life finds a way. So that's a different model, right? That life learns, adapts. And, um, and to me, that's the best model for understanding health. Like we are these vibrant, adaptive learning systems and the, where chronobiology fits in. So that would be circadian rhythms, but anything to do with timing, um, you know, so um, things like blood sugar, or cholesterol have pretty pronounced seasonal rhythms. Almost everything we care about measuring in lab work would have daily rhythms like mTOR, which, you know, biohackers talk about anti-aging that um, has a really robust circadian rhythm. And then, you know, there's faster rhythms. There's, you know, monthly rhythms for women. So that chronobiology with that piece, it's not only what happened, but when did it happen? It's not only do this, but when's the best time to do it? And so to me, when I start thinking about what does health look like, there's a metaphor in complexity science called edge of chaos. And the healthiest, most vibrant complex systems are on that knife edge, the right amount of order so they don't descend into chaos, but the right amount of variability so that they're adaptable and learn and um, you know, have the challenges so that our system can continue to, to evolve, not become stagnant. So that in terms of when I think of implementing habits, it's like, how can we do things that put someone on that edge of chaos? Not too regimented, but regimented in the right ways, but then challenged in the ways that create that chaos boost. So that, that's a big picture frame, but that's how I think of things. And so any things I do personally, I try to find that, okay, what things should be ordered and what things should be variable. Absolutely. I'm thrilled that you, the, your neuro 
Hacker Collective team reached out to me to have you on the show here because I love speaking with clinicians and researchers and, you know, brilliant minds like yourself that are looking at how can we optimize this human experience, feel good, and then I lend how we can look amazing in the process as well so that we yep. experience it on a different level. So when you're talking about chronobiology, this is very interesting to me. Um, those that you see are living their most high vibrant lives, it almost seems like they have the ability to be flexible. They have the ability to be adaptive. They have the ability to put themselves in stressful situations and still continue to thrive. I did a cold plunge yesterday with one of my gar uh, girlfriends in the backyard and I did five minutes of it. I hadn't done a cold plunge since December and I was doing a bit too much cold plunging. It actually made me skip to cycle altogether. How's that for bringing the full circle into talking about rhythms? Women, you know, you got to keep that that yin and yang, that hot and cold, that uh, damp and dry balance when we're doing biohacking and we're pushing ourselves to the limits because otherwise you're going to have things show up like that. So when you also mention Knife's Edge, this makes me think of a really great TED Talk that's talking about the Higgs boson field, which is essentially the space in between. Our universe is literally living on a knife's edge. If something were to happen with what connects particles and, and everything in our universe actually looks like a neural web. Mm -hmm. Have you have you been able to visualize what that Higgs boson field looks like? And have you made that connection that wow, we are living in a neural web without even really knowing it until just recently. Um, I'm definitely not super smart in the what I would think of as the quantum physics area. But, you know, crazy. I mean, it definitely um, you know, would make me think we're much more participatory in our, you know, in the universe than obviously Newtonian physics would ever predict, right? So I think the questions I ask, the you know challenges I, you know, put to myself or to others, I think the universe is there then to respond to those. So I think it you know it uh, makes it really important for me to um, be the steward of, like I said, almost the questions that I would challenge the universe to answer. Very cool. As we have a community of biohackers here, and I know that you eat, live, breathe this type of world too, and in your work with Neurohacker Collective and Qualia, what are some of your favorite biohacks for slowing aging? And in particular, what are some of the biohacks that you have used that you've actually noticed changes in your skin, such as a more golden glowing appearance, less diffuse redness, less redness to the corners of the nose? less puffiness to the eyes, less diffuse redness on the edge of the mucous membrane of your eyelid and your lash line and your energy. What have, which types of biohacks make you look and feel your best? Well, I'm going to start with one that I'm guessing your audience wouldn't have heard a lot about called senescent cells and senolytics because it's, it's an evolving thing within medicine and definitely within the anti-aging and biohacker space. So, um, so the, I guess the, what I'd like the audience to picture is, you know, think of a, a plant and there's, you know, one or two yellow leaves on it. So what happens with those yellowing leaves is they're now pulling resources and using them that could be better sent to, you know, like a green vibrant leaf. They're also more susceptible to pests. 
And ultimately, they can cause other nearby leaves to also yellow, right? So what you know, a good gardener will do is prune those off periodically to keep the, the plant healthy and vibrant, right? That produces new growth, improves the overall health of the plant. So when you think of our tissues, something somewhat akin to that's going on. So cells are constantly turning over. So if we, if we take skin cells as an example, in a, I think the general accepted is, you know, in an infant, about every 14 days, they turn over. By our teen years, they're turning over, you know, between like 14 and 28 days. And, you know, by the time we're adults, it's, you know, 28 days to maybe up to like, you know, 50 days. And as we get older, even as an adult, that slows down, right? So um, if we look at a different tissue, so adipose tissue, which is important for how our, you know, like our, the, you know, the beauty of our face, adipose tissue turns over about every eight years, you know, muscle, which, you know, makes obviously a huge impact is even slower. That's like 15 years. So cells are constantly going through a process of, you know, old ones falling off, new ones replacing them. And that that falling off process is called apoptosis, which literally is from a Greek word meaning falling off in the sense of fruit falling off a tree, leaves falling off branches, right? So that's where that plant metaphor pruning comes in. And what would typically happen is that when cells get stressed, so again, we'll focus on, you know, like the stresses that can stress skin cells, they'll first try to respond with antioxidant defenses, things along those lines, so that they, they don't get so stressed that they start to become damaged. If those are insufficient, then kind of the next thing that happens is things inside the cell get damaged. So proteins get misfolded, organelles get damaged, you know, so that's where autophagy- There's a huge uptick in prion disease actually right. too. Yeah. So that's where the, and then autophagy comes in, which biohackers, you know, are familiar with that. Autophagy is kind of the first stage of dealing with cellular stress or mitochondrial stress. And it's a way to, to recycle those damaged proteins and organelles. And you know, if autophagy isn't able to return a cell to homeostasis, the next step is either it becomes senescence or it's able to complete that journey to completely falling off, to prune itself away. So it goes to apoptosis. And so those, those three things, autophagy, well, I guess four things, like you know, defenses against stress, autophagy, senescence, and apoptosis are how our tissues get rid of or deal with stress as a way not to get damaged. So all these are crazy important for all tissues, but skin gets stressed by all kinds of things, right? So, so what, um, where senescent cells come into the picture is they're a response to stress, but they linger. So they're like these, you know, yellow leaves that are on a, a plant, but they didn't never actually fell off. And over time, as we get older, more and more accumulate. And so if we would like put it in the context of skin, you know, compared to a teenager, you know, I'm 60. So I would have a lot more senescent cells in my skin. You know, my mom would have more than me. They just progressively accumulate in our tissues. So one of the cooler things I think in the anti-aging community would be what are called senolytics. And they act as if they prune away these cells. And there hasn't been a lot studied to date on senescent cells in skin and senolytics on skin. But what has been looked at would be like, for example, both dermal fibroblasts and melanocytes are, can become senescent. And the melanocytes then 
impact the keratinocytes that you know keep our epidermal layer healthy. So these are thought to be extremely critical drivers of aging skin. And then pruning them away, so doing something that has senolytic activity, then you know improves collagen production, epidermal thickness. So there's there's a one to one relationship, both in these things accumulating, making it harder to have you know glowing healthy skin as we age, and doing things that would be in the senolytic category to essentially get rid of that damage and reverse it. So I think it's one of the more exciting areas that that. In, in all tissues, but that's the direct tie into skin. But we can make that same tie into muscles. So one of the things that happens, you know, and it would normally happen, you know, by now in my age range and progressively as I get older, is it's called anabolic resistance. But in a short story, is that the same weight training I would have done 10 years ago is not going to produce the anabolic response today that it would have been. Um, the same if we did more protein intake or anything to create that anabolic response. And so that's also been tied into senescent cells. So if you can get rid of senescent cells, then you reverse that anabolic resistance. And we could kind of go through tissue by tissue, joints, brains, fat tissue, senescent cells show up over and over and make that um, you know, like aging less healthy and getting rid of them seems to rejuvenate. So I think it's, it's among, if not the most cool area in anti-aging currently in terms of what someone today could implement, because there are things we can do that act as senolytics to remove these senescent cells. Well, y'all know I'm going to start megadosing senolytics. That's for darn sure. And as you were speaking, yes, what was coming up for me was thinking of my clients that are dealing with sunspots and age spots and red acne scars and fine lines and wrinkles from lifestyle choices and different, uh, maybe they had a lot of sun exposure in their youth and maybe they drank a lot of alcohol and didn't really look after themselves in their yesteryears. And now they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. And they still have those sunspots that have been there forever. And actually, in fact, maybe even have new precancerous lesions forming and other new sunspots that are continuing to form each and every spring summer season. So I love this idea of consuming senolytics to basically take care of those senescent cells. How can we perhaps megadose senolytics to improve our skin to, like you mentioned before, uptake some of that residual inflammation and pigmented cells and pigmented lesions that are hanging out there that are kind of resistant to things like skincare and lasers. How do we megadose this stuff? So the, um, well, within like the, the research on senolytics, they use often the term hit and run dosing. So you think almost like you would do with, um, you know, like an intermittent, uh, not an intermittent fast, like time restricted eating, but more like a fasting mimicking diet where a couple days a month or a quarter, you would do some kind of fasting behavior to reduce calories category or calories, excuse me. So senolytics are dosed in that same way. They're dosed really high, but typically for only like two days a month. So, um, so for the audience, just think of that hit and run dosing. And it's, it's both, you want to take compounds that's senolytic, but enough of them that they can actually get into tissues and start pruning away these less healthy cells. So um, I know Neurohacker recently launched a product called Senolytic. It's, here's the, the box, but um, but it's, it's a blister pack. So it's a two-day supply of 
nine different ingredients, but in high enough doses um, and you know, acted like by, by put together to complement each other. Because the other thing I think that's really important to know about senolytics is the original research was done by Mayo Clinic and Scripps Institute of Aging in Florida. And they I had this idea. So one of the characteristics of senescent cells is they almost have this speci specific, it's called um, phenotype, but they you know, secrete certain molecules, they have certain cell markers, um, they have certain um, networks, which is another complexity science term that help them survive and linger and stay in our tissues. And so the two ingredients that were originally identified as potential senolytics, one was quercetin, which is a dietary supplement, and the other is um, disatinib, which is um, an immunomodulator. And what they found is they worked in different tissues. So quercetin wasn't very effective at all in adipose tissue, but the other one was. And the tissues quercetin was um, impacting, the other one didn't. And so what's happened since is there's been this, like, I, I guess, um, you know, research emphasis of trying to find things that can work in different tissues. So fisetin is another natural substance that actually does work in adipose tissue, as an example. Um, you know, curcumin, which people are familiar with, polyphenols from olive. They, so senolytic, sorry to interject oh, yeah. here, Go ahead. but a senolytic for um, adipose tissue fat cells, that would be considered like a fat burner. Not really a fat burner, but we've, so like visceral adipose, like that belly fat would yes, be I something that accumulates, yeah. you know, much more. And so those will then, there's an idea within the senolytic community, they're often would say senescent cells are zombie cells. And what they mean by that is one, this idea that they linger, right? that they, they're not alive and vibrant, but they haven't died off. But the other thing that senescent cells do is they secrete all kinds of compounds. Um, into the environment around them. And they can essentially turn other cells into the equivalent of yellowing leaves. So they can make other cells senescent. And a lot of the problems that visceral fat causes systemically is thought to be related to these senescent cells and these inflammatory um, molecules that they're just secreting, secreting. So it wouldn't so much as be a, a fat burner, but pruning away the adipose, the specific adipose cells that are making fat behave poorly if that makes sense. Yes, I am thoroughly looking forward yeah. to performing a senescent cell cleanse. I'm currently in the process of doing a parasite cleanse and holy moly, do I feel like a different person. I didn't even know I had parasites. We pick up parasites from absolutely everything in our daily lives, our pets, our food supplies, using wash your the washroom like anywhere and so i think it's a really really good idea when you're talking about the body mind spirit energy quadfecta for slowing cellular aging getting the best skin of your life this is kind of one of the energy sucks i would put that it, put this in this category of these you know really um <laughs> annoying senescent cells it's like parasites you do want to occasionally flush them out so i do like that um, idea of dosing them intermittently to do a little bit of like a detox cleanse. And as we know, with things like adipocytes or fat cells, they store a lot of toxins. 
Also, when you release things like parasites, they are even going to be releasing certain toxins too. So when we're getting rid of senescent cells, which like you said before, they can signal to other healthy cells to become sort of like a yellow leaf also. Do you also want to be combining things like detoxification with your infrared sauna, with taking binders, similarly to when you're doing a cleanse or a parasite cleanse? How can you so, optimize this approach? Yeah, so I... Um... So I guess two things, like one, many of the same things that are senolytic, at least in our product, also induce autophagy. And, um, you know, again, they're kind of interwoven cellular stress responses. And I do think, and this is, would be more my intuition as a more of a biohacker, is that doing, you know, that hit and run, so that the hit time period where you're taking it stacked with other, you know, behaviors that we know support autophagy, as an example, would be useful. There's just not been research. So it's all what in the biohacking world, we would say N of, young, N of one, right? Like people running their own self experiments. Um, and what I've seen personally is I, I typically, when I take arsenolytic, you know, say two days of the month, I do it on a weekend where I don't have a lot of other commitments because it's, I'm often don't feel like my mentally sharpest that day. So, you know, I do think it's something we've seen it to be really tolerable in the people that we've tested it on. But I wouldn't expect, you know, like, oh, this is going to make my brain feel better that day, <laughs> right? It's more getting rid of some of these things than the rebound is that you feel better. And what one of the things we did before launch, we did a small study in people that had you know, a fairly significant degree of joint discomfort, you know, poor flexibility, difficulty with, you know, daily life activities related to joints. And nine of nine improved by, on average, about 50%, their ability to comfortably do things related to daily living. And eight of nine answered questions that indicated they'd become much more flexible over that time. So senescent cells are, are hard to measure. There's no easy lab test you could do that would say, oh, this reduced it. So it's more looking at you know, subjectively how you feel or what area is, um, you know, like skin, muscle, adipose did after a number of cycles, something where you were stuck, all of a sudden unstuck. So, yeah, well, I'm more than happy to contribute to a study using photography to assess some of the Aqualia Synalytic and Aqualia skin products. I recently did a study for a a French company that I've worked with since 2011. There's so many wonderful companies emerging. And if they work, I should be able to take photos and be able yep. to follow a number of clients and see some measurable changes, especially from the uh, doing some type of senolytic cell cleanse. It should theoretically help to reduce things like red acne scars or uh, sunspots or age spots. I'd be curious to see how long it takes with other products. I've actually seen it happen with just a couple short weeks. So I'm more than happy to uh, contribute to this with you guys because I'm really interested in this and do have the um, capabilities to measure this from a professional photography standpoint. I teach other clinicians how to do rejuvenation mm -hmm. photography in their clinics. And uh, I think this could be a really fun uh, collaboration here. Oh, so, I would love that. Yeah, definitely. I haven't, just full disclosure, I haven't had the privilege of trying the Qualia products yet. So when this gets launched on the podcast, I am sure that I'll be able to put a bumper in here telling you guys about my experience. Because uh, I'm very careful about what I recommend. 
and speak to you here on the show because I very much value your trust and I do not take your trust lightly. And as a researcher, I'm also a huge nerd. So when we're talking about optimizing like a senolytic cell cleanse and getting rid of those senescent cells, the ones that are just kind of backing up the roadways of detoxification and kind of giving potentially even sluggish abilities to clear oxidative stressors and some of those pathways autophagy once you get those out of the way your body your mind spirit they're going to be able to work more as like those egg beaters if you will to assist your body with dealing with some of these stressors that you can experience air lighting electromagnetics toxins in your foods things like that and what you said about quercetin was really interesting uh when i quadrupled up on my immune support the funny thing is was i started to notice that hey a lot of these are potent antioxidants my skin i swear i do probably 90 percent home care 10 percent in clinic stuff now it used to be 60 40 i feel like i look younger actually than i did 10 years ago oh. and that shouldn't really be the case so uh when we're talking about supporting the brain supporting the immune system supporting the adrenals they all will have a contributory effect on your skin because your brain modulates every other organ in your body and your skin is quite simply the largest organ of your body so it makes perfect sense that when you're taking something to support the brain for for cognition for uh, being able to to perform at your highest level on a neurological perspective, your skin should be able to show a measurable difference as well. So thanks for that tip on kind of dosing intermittently with taking synolytics, uh, this, this very cool information to talk with. This is the future of slowing aging. Just never ceases to fascinate me when I have brilliant uh, researchers and speakers and minds like yourself here on the show. One of the things too, and you mentioned, you know, damage maybe that had been done to the skin, you know, way in our the rearview mirror, um, you know, and I mentioned, you know, cells turn over naturally, like you know, different tissue skins a lot quicker than muscle adipose tissue, um, and those would be like healthy cells that are turning over, ones that have gone through. So no one's ever looked at how long senescent cells can linger, but my intuition is it's quite possible that things I did in the Navy, crazy, <laughs> unhealthy environment, like, you know, poor food, sleep deprivation, shift work, you know, on a ship with lots of, you know, chemicals, heavy metal particles, you name it, right? I was exposed. Um, that it quite likely that, you know, muscles, like cells that became senescent back then would still be senescent. Like there was, the, in theory, the immune system should clean up some of them. But we all know that as, you know, our immune system's got a tough job under the best of circumstances, as it ages, you know, it also you know, tends to perform less well. So um, it wouldn't at all surprise me that people that have been, you know, that did a lot in the rearview mirror would also benefit from senolytics because they're cleaning up some of this damage that's just been kind of shoved in the back closet, but that's never been remedied. And that would be remedied in a different way than autophagy or detox would. So anyway, I, I thought that was a, you know, like a, brilliant observation that you made. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, thank you. The other thing, the reason I biohack is for pain, having been in two car crashes. If I don't biohack, I have terrible headaches. I experienced, I have 
notice word choice there. I experienced headaches, uh, joint pain, and just like pain in general. So if I eat the wrong food, say I eat some food with some canola oil stuck in there, heaven forbid. I check you. You really want to watch your your oil consumption. Things like canola oil are highly inflammatory. If you want to slow your cellular aging, you have to pay attention to food labels. And once you start to notice canola oil being in just about everything, actually, I did a consult for a lovely client the other day. Satin canola oil was in her makeup foundation actually as like an emollient and like a humectant right it makes the skin feel nice and glassy little do you know it's actually creating oxidative stress on your skin even though it's marketed as being green and natural and hippy dippy and all that stuff so tell us a little bit about the uh qualia senolytic and the skin for skin health and slowing aging i know that you pay attention to the terroir of how the different products are grown, like the red orange complex. But mm -hmm. why don't we nerd out a little bit on the specific complexes in these formulations, the research around them, how long they've been studied, and what we can expect from using Synolytics and also Quelia Skin. Yeah, so I, um, I guess I'll, I'll introduce a couple new terms. So the big umbrella would be Sinotherapeutics, like you know things that help manage senescent cells. So then within that, there's senolytics, things that, you know, target and eliminate, essentially destroy ones that are already there. There's senostatics, sometimes called senomorphic. They're ones that basically um, help protect other cells from being, you know, behaving badly from them. And then, then there's the immune system, which would naturally scavenge them. So one of the things we want to do in between senolytics is things that would be in that senostatic category, things that are you know, protecting other cells, keeping them healthy. And you've mentioned antioxidants and, you know, foods, fruits that are, you know, almost superfoods that have a lot of that are in part what does that. So um, red orange complex is, I think, a really under known and underused dietary supplement. Um, it's this extract from an Italian company called BioNap. It's made from three different varieties of red orange that are grown on the side of Mount Etna is standardized for vitamin C and then polyphenols. It's a really low dose, 100 milligrams a day. So it's not like you have to take a huge amount. And it's been studied for you know, boosting our antioxidant defenses, especially like in context of pollution for um, things to do with like, you know, being more resistant to, you know, the stress from, you know, the environment. So sun, pollution, et cetera, in our skin. And then most recently they did, I. Um, you know, and I don't quote me on this because it's relying on my memory, but an eight week study and then looked at things much more um, with the hydration, um, water loss, elasticity. And it, it really was a rock star in all of those things, which I expected it would be, but we didn't have the data on it when we put it in quality skin in those areas. Um, the one thing it didn't do as much was for wrinkles. Wrinkles are, you know, that would just be a, a different mechanisms that focus on that. So anyways, red orange complex, I think is a superstar ingredient for our skin to do then every day is almost part of our diet, which is why we have it in quality skin. That's our, that would be our, you know, take one a day for skin, um, beauty from within. Um, another one, um, ceramides, which I'm sure your audience is aware of, again, as we age, we you know, we don't make as many ceramides, we don't get a lot in our diet, typically anyways. 
And so ceramides would have been things, you know, whether they're from konjac root, peach, or you know, some other plant source that really do a great job in that hydration barrier function area for skin. So we use hydro peach, which is a, a peach extract standardized for ceramides, but we we'll also then have you know, some of the other antioxidant compounds in peach to you know, cover that, that layer. So um, you know, then part of what happens when we age with collagen and elastin proteins is the enzymes that degrade those become, they behave badly, They're like too aggressive collagenase, elastase. And some of the foods or you know, things that do the best job at normalizing the activity of those enzymes are superfoods. But pomegranate's one of the few things that actually slows the activity of both. So, you know, we use a standardized pomegranate extract. So every, we try to pick a range of superfoods and fruits, but each one's serving somewhat different purpose for a healthy skin age in a you know, healthier, more glowing way. So originally when we're working on a product or, you know, like our science team um, and testing it before we ever bring it to market, I always have a, placeholder name for it. And so it was Qualia Glow was the original one because that like vibrancy, that glow, actually other people, it's their brain uses those as much more the clues to determine someone's facial age than wrinkles around our eyes. Or like we overemphasize how important wrinkles are to our the age others perceive us to be. But it's it's not. It's that it's almost like a that complexity idea. It's like the whole thing. And I think it's why sometimes the, like for my brain, at least, I live in Southern California and, you know, Botox has been a big thing here. Um, I used to live in La Jolla, which is a, a really I've, I've taught in San Diego, <laughs> California, a number of times to practitioners, and, but there are other versions on the yeah. market of neurotoxins that are, yeah. you know, maybe potentially a little bit less toxic. Yeah. And well, I, I guess the long story short, like my brain doesn't view um, like you, the classically La Jolla Botox face is younger. Like it, it re reads it as differently than an unbotox, but differently it being younger. Differently like, being the opposite. Because I think word. our brains evolved not to be fooled with such simple things. It's the holistic look of the face and facial skin that translates into youth and vibrancy. And that, I yes, think that can I, only I come that, in that. part with what we're consuming, you know, plus the other biohacks that you teach your you know, your clients and your audience. What you said that there as a man, I just want to take a moment here because so many individuals think that, oh, you know, if I plump up my lips, if I plump up my cheeks, if I smooth out my forehead, I'll be more attractive to the male counterpart, right? Be more attractive, I'll look a little bit more youthful, I'll look a little bit more arrested. And you cannot out rejuvenate a bad lifestyle or poor cellular health or a poor metabolism. So thank you so much for that quite astute observation that you made. And I have seen this. I have done an eight-week study, like I said, for another supplement company, and there is this more golden glow. You can see that an individual simply looks less inflamed. And the funny thing is when you take some of these uh, skin supplements that I talk about here on the show, 
you might forget actually what you look like when you started. Actually, some of my recent test subjects, um, they reported they didn't really see a huge difference in a study I did recently, but then I showed them their photos and they're like, wow, I definitely like have a more glow. I look younger. Um, there are some ways to modulate fine lines and wrinkles with supplementation. But I think that this is brilliant. I, I haven't actually come across another skin nutraceutical that is quite doing what you are doing with Qualia. So this is your products are filling a need for me as a clinician to best serve my clients in slowing their aging process. Love the fact that you talk about ceramides, humectants, hydrators, and skin supplements. Uh, some very popular ceramides in skincare, things like hyaluronic acid, but you do need to be hydrating the cells on the inside, not just putting things on topically. But the other thing that comes up is bioavailability. So oftentimes in like a low quality hyaluronic acid serum, the there's many different types of sizes of hyaluronic acid molecules. If they're too big, they actually won't be able to integrate into the skin cell itself. They'll just sit on the surface and not really actually hydrate the cells themselves. So being able to be accepted by the body, I really like this idea of combining the synolytic and the skin components uh, within your brand to really set the stage to get rid of some of those senescent cells that are just clogging up the highways for detoxification and um, inflammation. So you're talking about some pretty cool things that are getting my wheels turning like crazy. Do you have anything to add to that? Well, it was just, I wanted to um, follow up what you mentioned about the before and after pictures. So there's, um, you know, one of the big trade shows for us, we would call it supply side, but it would be where the, you know, the brands that make red orange complex or hydro peach or these other ingredients get to showcase to, you know, the supplement industry, their things. And there's, um, I think this was just before the COVID time period, the supply side I went to in Las Vegas that fall. There was um, there's a, a brand vendor that sells a combination of lycopene from tomato and a rosemary extract together, and they had a video showing, and they had done this before and after of women on their thing, but then they showed them the video and they filmed their reaction to it, and their reaction to it was what was really compelling because it, it was so emotional when they could actually see that before and after because I think because anything that's gradual, our brain normalizes, you know, so it's hard for us to imagine what our, our skin might have looked like three months ago. But when we're confronted with that before and after I just thought, wow, what a powerful promotional thing. I know it, it grabbed my attention enough that we actually use those ingredients in quality of skin in part because of um, the research and seeing, you know, how they went about um, using them. So just wanted to the funny thing is, is that research has actually shown that we literally forget what we look like after having a rejuvenation procedure after about two or three days. And I kid you not, I've done, you know, full face, eyelids, neck, chest work on clients, and they come back with their follow up. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't really see, you know, too much of a difference. And then we look at their photos and that they're like, wow. And as a clinician myself, I have to go buy photos, especially when I'm say working with a new laser or a new skincare product. I need to know that these products are going to move the gauge for my clients so that they're satisfied 
and then I sleep well at night. This is a part of being a clinician is you're also going to be a little bit of a researcher, but then you're also able to show your, your patients and clients, Hey, this works. And a lot of clinics, uh, when I go and teach, they don't have very good photography setups. <laughs> uh, they're using like their iPhone or laptop. So I actually um, really uh, drive this point home. So I like the idea of doing an eight week study because you're basically going to be getting like two cell turnover cycles. Like you said before, cell turnover is about a month as we age, it does get a bit sluggish. So when you open up a magazine and you see the ads say, you know, 80% of 90% of participants in 28 days noticed and 93% in wrinkles. And like, that's not a study, just so you know, when you see an ad that uses blurbs like that, it's not a study, you're not really going to be seeing huge changes in less than a month in the skin, because of the nature of the skin cell cycle. As you said, vitamin C is a key cofactor also for collagen. Uh, when your joints are happy, your skin's also going to be happy and all the other connective tissue. So Tell us a little bit about, oh, go ahead. Oh, for, um, for all the quality products, we do some type of small study in-house before we would launch the product. Um, for course. quality skin, we actually did a three-month study with, um, there were 60 um, participants, men and women, that completed it. Because like you said, skin takes a while, right? Like a, a one-week study would be meaningless other than for, you know, was, you know, was it toler tolerable? But to get a sense of you know what it might be doing for things like you know glow, et cetera, just took a while, right? So that was part of our investment in R and D was doing that study before we launched it. But it's part of the reason we can be confident that it's worth launching a product because we've gone to that extra step of doing some kind of a study before we would say, "Hey, Rachel, take this. We think it works." <laughs> We think it works. And biohackers always love to use brand new things that, you know, maybe haven't been on the market a long time. I do like to speak to conservatism. You do want things to have been around the block for a while so that you're not inadvertently exposing yourself to unknown side effects. And trust me, I've seen this in the aesthetic space. And a lot of times this stuff doesn't show up for a number of years, sometimes even over a decade when your body goes through a moment of high inflammation or stress. That is when that toxic bucket gets full. That's when you will start to see more things like skin inflammation. So my, my one of my final questions for you here, uh, Dr. Gregory Kelly is how can we modify our qualia dosing to optimize our brain performance and other tips you have for improving mental acuity? As you've heard me say here before, the brain, the pineal gland is actually what regulates every other organ in your body. So if you want great skin, you don't want to be bypassing how important it is to improve your cognitive function and mental acuity. It's probably not very attractive, Gregory, when you sit down with a lady and, you know, she might have all the rejuvenation in the world. She's trying to look beautiful, right? Uh, per se, but then she opens her mouth and, you know, she's got brain fog. She has a difficult time carrying a conversation. She's super distracted. She's maybe on her phone. I think you see what I'm getting at here. How can we become our most beautiful, radiant, high vibe and more present humans? And how can your products potentially help with that? 
Our, our initial product was called Qualia Mind. So that would be our nootropic stack. And the reason that was where we started is most things start with the brain. So if we want to, like as an example, when I was a naturopathic doctor, um, very commonly someone would come in as a new patient and I would you know, ask them a lot of questions, but then recommend they change a bunch of things. You know, not maybe all at once, but you know, things that are gonna be, have to replace existing habits with new ones. And that takes some degree of willpower. And willpower is a finite resource <laughs> That's a brain resource. So, you know, one of the things I guess I find comical at this point in my life is that people will ask, you know, someone they're coaching to make all kinds of changes, but then not give them resources to build up that willpower reservoir. So, like, I, I guess if your audience remembers nothing else, if, you know, you mentioned playing the guitar when we were talking earlier, like a great guitarist, their brain doesn't need to use much energy to play a guitar beautifully. I'm a hack guitarist that, you know, plays a couple times a year. It would take my brain a lot of energy just to muddle through a song. And that's the way it works for learning anything, a language, any new skill. Someone that's already good at that, their brain's not using much energy at all to perform that task at a really high level. And if we're trying to then build our skill there, we're using a crazy amount of energy in comparison. So for me, whenever, you know, whether it's me, a friend, someone I'm giving advice to, if I'm saying, oh, I want you to get better at this or do this new thing, I would always give some things to support brain energy and brain resources. Um, so acetylcholine, like one of our archetypal neurotransmitters, and the way, you know, I would just quite simply explain it is, you know, we've all heard of the 10,000 hour rule, which isn't so much a rule, but it's a good, you know, guide, right, to get better at something. We need to put in the time, but we need to put in more specifically focused time, right? So we want, you know, things that create that focus, but then we want to, things that support neuroplasticity because without neuroplasticity, the 10,000 hours is wasted. And acetylcholine is that neuroplasticity compound. It's what the brain does and puts out to say, hey, this is really important. It's worth changing the neural landscape to get better at it. So without that acetylcholine, 10,000 hours is just wasted time. So there's like, we're not, like we could spend a whole hour on the brain and not even do it justice, but just in a short amount of time, you know, dopamine's what says, hey, this is really important. Like get better at finding this in the environment. Acetylcholine's what changes the landscape dedicated to something. So, you know, the quality of my nootropic covers all those bases and more. And so I guess long story short, the, the brain invariably is the fulcrum for almost everything. And especially if we're trying to do something new or change a habit, so. Yeah, I will add to that to have fun. That's a great way to get your brain to remember things and get that dopamine happening is to do things that you find entertain you. My most high vibrating clients have a lot of hobbies. Uh, for me right now, it's four by four. And, you know, I have to work, I have to know how to fix things on the fly. If I have to, there's no star reception for 200 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> there's no help. I am the help. As, but it's fun for me. So doing things that are kind of challenging, sometimes a little bit dangerous within reason is really good for your brain. It's really good for building confidence as well. Uh, but the funny thing is, uh, 
you know, clearance of parasites. I've had minimal sleep the last couple of days. My husband is a pro athlete, six-time world champion kickboxer, Gabriel Varga. He's competing tomorrow in Florida for an organization called Karate Combat. So me, the wife over here, uh, you know, it's, I'm putting on a good face, but I am a bit stressed out, not sleeping great. And I just always get like this before a fight. But with biohacking, the crazy thing is I'm noticing that I'm better able to manage that stress. And I can actually continue to work at a high level here, even without, you know, the last two nights that maybe had like four hours of sleep, just a little bit wired in the evening. So when you take the time to learn how to care for your body, mind, spirit, energy, support your brain, support your skin and all of the really, really important organ systems of your body learn how to do that it's going to take a little bit of time don't get overwhelmed here but when you are put in stressful situations your body won't flounder in fact you're going to cruise through it with a little bit more grace and ease say a loved one passes away say you lose a job say your whole world gets turned upside down this is life this stuff happens so the more resilient we can become the better off we're going to be and let's get rid of some of the senescent cells along the way that sounds pretty good to me so how can people learn more about you, Gregory, the work that you're doing at Neurohacker Collective, purchase some of your past works and books, let us know how we can continue to follow you and your important, brilliant work as well. Sure. So, um, so I work for um, Neurohacker Collective. That's, as you mentioned earlier in the show, neurohacker.com. Um, Neurohacker is really active on Instagram, but also on Facebook and um, Twitter. I, um, anytime we launch a new product, I always create a blog and it's usually titled something like, like in this case, Qualia Senolytic, the um, formulator's view of the ingredients. And what I'll do is, you know, go through like the big picture of the product, but then ingredient by ingredient, try to educate about, you know, why the ingredient's important for this product why we chose the dose we did, why, you know, we chose maybe a specific brand like the Hydro Peach or the um, Red Orange Complex. So that's, you know, a good way to get smarter on things like our quality of skin and some of these ingredients we've talked about is just to go to the neurohacker.com website and look for the, these formulator view blog posts. And then um, otherwise I keep kind of a low profile social media because i'm busy doing um my job at neurohacker but my book as you mentioned is called shapeshift um it's available on amazon.com it's completely unrelated to anything we've talked about other than it's a complexity science look at getting in shape so how does so like if we were to think of fat cells in general most of us assume like oh like they're, they're kind of stupid and the analogy would be an ant versus an ant colony so an ant is actually not particularly bright, right? If we left it on a table, it might just walk around in circles until it dies. But ant colonies are crazy intelligence, like they're network intelligence that they're called a super organism in complexity science. And fat tissue, muscle tissue can make the same argument is akin to these super organisms. So when we decide we wanna change our, you know, like the amount of body fat, we're not taking on a fat cell, we're taking on this incredibly smart networked intelligence. And so my book really focuses on trying to teach people about that, but then, you know, the chapters on stress and toxicity, um, 
movement, meal timing, that things that do make a difference in kind of getting that system to change its mind about how much fat it thinks would be relevant to defend. So otherwise we're fighting a losing battle, <laughs> would be my opinion from you know decades of working with people that wanted to get in better shape. Well, everything's trying to kill us all the time. So there's that. Um, what I love about you, Dr. Gregory Kelly, is that and the work that you're doing with Neurohacker Collective and also some of your colleagues that I've had the pleasure of meeting is you guys are not serial entrepreneurs. You guys are living, eating, breathing, biohacking. You have been in the space of health, wellness, optimization for a long, long, long time. And this is what I like to train all of you to start to do that are tuning in here on the Rachel Varga podcast is to become more conscious consumers. So say, for example, looking at products with CEO, founders, uh, physicians, consultants that actually care about the quality of ingredients that are actually doing third party independent lab testing research that have been formulating for a long time and that continue to reformulate ongoing and have the finger on their pulse of regenerative medicine, functional, allopathic, and the future of aging. These are the companies that you want to support, not these ads that you're seeing on social media that are telling you to buy these hair, skin, and nail supplements that actually are going to make you sick. And one of my clients, she's actually RN herself. She was taking this hair, skin, nail supplement that she bought off an Instagram ad. And sure enough, it was the one thing that was contributing to her gut factors, uh, sorry, her gut disturbances, that colonoscopy uh, appointments with physicians, you know, they weren't able to pinpoint. So when you work with me, I'm able to look at a couple of different things you may be doing in your lifestyle that could actually be contributing to accelerating your process. I would love to meet with each and every one of you who tune into the show. Use promo code podcast 15 book your call with me at rachelvarga.ca. Let's spend some time together. There's a lot of long time listeners, first time callers that I have the chance of meeting. And it's just a pleasure getting to know the community of high vibe radiant men and women that are really doing everything they can and are enjoying this process of being the best human that they can. And for you, Gregory Kelly, it's, it's really been a pleasure to connect with you as a gentleman in your 60s. You are looking fabulous. You have good muscle tone. You're probably paying attention to things like your testosterone levels. You're not eating foods that are contributing to high levels of estrogen. And that is why you look so good. And you also have this very sharp a mental component to you. You're working in a business that I can tell is giving you it, it lights you up, you have a lot of passion for what you do. And that keeps you young. So keep that up. And everybody head on over to the description in this episode to purchase your Qualia Cenolytic and skin products today. I cannot wait for mine to arrive in the mail so I can start using them and monitoring things and changes in my skin. I'm really looking forward to also changes in soft tissue like pain and mental acuity and high performance. So thank you so much, Gregory, for being on the show here today. Do you have any closing words? I would say though, you know, I'm a low tech biohacker. I don't, you know, own a lot of gadgets, I've typically traveled light. But the one thing, like if I could only leave the audience with one 
piece of advice. It's about relationship to things. So it's it's what we do, but it's our relationship to it, right? So you could have two people that are doing the exact same thing, one that's neurotic about it, the other that's doing it out of kind of a place of joy and and they often produce really different results. So, you know, it's, I I know in people that I've worked with over time, I always try to figure out like what's their relationship to this thing they're doing as well as the thing cuz superficially healthy things can be done in unhealthy ways. And and to finish off, like when I was in the Navy, I had a crazy unhealthy lifestyle in a lot of areas. So the way I tried to um, balance the scales was, you know, almost like too much exercise and too neurotic about what I was eating, but that just caused more stress in a way, right? So I clean up the big picture things, accept that we're not going to be perfect in everything, but cut ourselves slack for the things that at this point we might not have the bandwidth to get better at, right? Do what we can and then, you know, be thankful. Like that, again, like relationship words are, I think, a pivot to, um, you know, really free up bandwidth and to get better in areas that we're stuck. But it's, it's just hard to get there if we're beating ourselves up. Beautifully said, beautifully said, give your body the grace that it needs to be its most vibrant version possible, no matter what stage you are at in life, you'll get there. This life is a journey. It's not a race to the finish line. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the self-discovery and the things that make you feel good. Do more of those. Thank you, everyone, for joining Gregory, Kelly, and I from Neurohacker Collective and Quaylee on the show here. Email me any questions you have from today's episode directly to me, info at rachelvarga.ca, because I ain't on Instagram anymore. I turfed that in March. That was a big time suck for me. Like you said, keep a low profile. Yeah, I protect my energy more than I ever have now. So hanging out with me here on the show is the best way to reach me and over email. Have a great day, everybody. And I cannot wait to see you all here again, right here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Thank you, Gregory, for being here today. My pleasure.